start should i tell listeners that will's microphone was deader than fried chicken yes (laughs) and that's why it sounded like he was sitting in a chair off to the side about 10 feet i'm actually in the studio this week (laughs) he was he was talking into a prop microphone sounded like talking over my phone yeah i mean you know people could assume you were zooming it in but that would work yeah they don't know all right well tell you what let's uh Let's open some candy. We're recording this on Halloween. Listeners, you're listening to a festive episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Recorded on this, the day where the veil is the thinnest between this thing and that thing. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that what they say in the movie? Yeah, I, I think that's the exact wording. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. right? Uh, we're a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. First, we talk about Recently Watched, which we're going to pretty much not spoil. We thank the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. And uh, you can find the music on Amazon or Apple Music, where you can buy it digitally, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon-Rays. And if you want to say hi to us, go ahead, find us on Facebook or Instagram, where we are chewing the scenery. So, uh, guys... We did this uh, recently, and uh, Will's microphone wasn't working, and I apologize for that. I should have believed what I heard in my headphones, and or didn't hear in my headphones. <laughs> but uh, we got you hooked up now. All right, good. I'm, all right, we're your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Jolian. Loop. And Will. Merry Christmas. It, well, you know, if you've been in Target, yeah, <laughs> you'll notice mm-hmm. they keep, they're just they're just chomping at the bit. They can't wait. Yeah. It's like, what is what is the deal, you guys? Do you not get enough Christmas? Did mommy not hug you enough growing up? Yeah, Christmas is the biggest seller of the year, so. Yeah, I guess. But I guess for common decency's sake, who cares? It's corporate America. Common decency and capitalism don't have anything to do with one another. No, you're right. You're right. So we watched Halloween 3, but first we're going to talk about Recently Watched. Um, who wants to start? I'll go. I don't have very many. Okay. Uh, we started the third season of You. Um, pretty good so far. What's that about? Uh, You is a show about a stalker... Sheep? Guy who, uh... No, Y-O-U. Oh, okay. Um, in the first season, he... It's kind of a rom-com setup. At first, you think, oh, it's going to be a meet-cute or something, but then it quickly becomes apparent that the oh, uh, okay, yeah, the guy in it is a total psychopath and a stalker, and yeah, he becomes remember it now. very obsessed with whatever woman he's mm-hmm. met because he projects all these things upon her, that <laughs> she's, you know, the one, 
Uh, that's where the rom-com kind of feel comes in, you know. But then, you know, the reality sets in that she's a real person and has problems. Mm -hmm. And he can't handle that. So um, he is, uh, in this latest season, he's married, has a kid, and living in suburbia. And uh, his wife is also a psychopath. <laughs> and I think they're leading us to believe that all beautiful, rich people are secretly psychopaths hmm. who will murder for very little. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's kind of a docu-series. Uh -huh. um, and then I watched a movie called <laughs> The Endless. Mm -hmm. Um, have you seen this? Yes. Uh, 2020? 21? Mm, let me see if I wrote it down. It's on my... Anyway, very recently. Um, I don't know if I liked it or not. Um, it is kind it is not kind of, it is definitely a no-budget Lovecraftian movie, um, about a couple of uh brothers who are former cult members of a uh sort of uh heaven's gate-esque uh ufo suicide cult and they even they even <clears throat> mention heaven's gate yeah it's like well we didn't want people to think we were heaven's gate or they say <laughs> something like that in this yeah um i think it's ideas were bigger than its budget or scope. I don't think they... I don't know. They had a bunch of ideas, and I don't know that they could accomplish any of them. So it was like an Ed Wood problem. <laughs> They're not incompetent, though. <laughs> the movie wasn't made... You know, it wasn't Ed Wood. It wasn't incompetent. It wasn't Veronica. They... <laughs> could make a movie um the acting was fine the uh it's shot on uh digital so i'm pretty sure but it looked pretty good um the effects they did have were decent i just think that the the idea was so kind of otherworldly and big that I don't know that a couple of no-budget filmmakers can really tackle that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Star Wars was made for the, the first one. Uh, made for not very much compared to movies at the time. Mm -hmm. They still had a f decent budget, but then you look at, like, Roger Corman's Battle Beyond the Stars, because, <laughs> you know, he's, he's cut the budget and half so mm -hmm. he can put the rest into the next movie and he's reusing sets and yep. they're using like styrofoam containers on the walls and whatnot and yeah you know so that that's the kind of difference you know that i think their their ideas were beyond the scope of their budget or some capabilities some capabilities yeah, yeah. and it hindered it there were times I found the writing a little too on the nose, mm -hmm. and other times, uh, other times I was like, "Oh, I kind of like this movie. <laughs> this is kind of interesting." And mm. then it would slide kind of back into a, a sort of generic 
feel or or a more predictable feel. Okay. Yeah, that seems reasonable to describe it. Um, also felt like I didn't know what the hell was going on. That was largely what I felt about this but one. Not in necessarily a bad way. It did stretch, a, you know, grow a little thin by, by about the last uh, third of the movie. You're like, okay, do I have this figured out? What is going, you know, are they going to clue us in at any time? Are they going to turn it on its ear and fool yeah, me? Yeah, or is they going to go the whole way and we'll never really know what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, maybe? It's a maybe. I recommend? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I owe it a rewatch. Yeah. Because I was just not, not committing to uh, trying to understand it. And maybe I think you just give it a once through and then you give it another once through, or like after you've sat with it for a while or, or let yourself forget about the stuff that was forgettable and kind of ruminate on the stuff that was, you know, a little more poignant to the emotional state of the characters. Perhaps. Yeah. It's, I think or it's... Perhaps life's too short to give, <laughs> to give middling movies a second chance. <laughs> yeah, that may be true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 2017 was the actual I look, oh, just now okay. looked up what year was this thing so yeah 2017 science little, fiction horror drama a <laughs> little older than I thought Yeah, but then uh, we also or I also watched and Richard did as well Antlers yeah do you want mm. me to, to mention how this happened real quick sure so um, my mother-in-law snowbirds down to uh, uh, San Antonio Texas and uh, just before leaving, apparently she went to some sort of a media thing she goes to called Moth. I don't even know what it is. It sounds like book club, but other things too, or something. Is it Moth Storytelling? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So It's I, a, a public radio program oh, okay. where people get up and tell stories. Oh, got and it. And they have a theme every show or every meeting. And they do some in-person stuff, apparently. It's it's in-person, yeah. It's in-person. So yeah. you would go, and there'd be a group, and they'd have a theme like, uh, I don't know, summer picnics or something. Right. And if you had a funny story or a poignant story about a picnic, you could stand up and tell your story. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Well, the, um, somewhere during one of their in-person meetups, they had uh, somebody promoting antlers, and they said... Here's some free t-shirts and here's some passes to the movie. Be warned, it's a horror movie. And so, you know, just after she left for Texas a week ago or so, um, it's like, uh, oh yeah, mom left this shirt for you. Oh, cool, cool. It it looked like something. So I get a a text from her on the 26th saying, oh, I found this. And it was a snapshot of a folded, uh, an unfolded, piece of paper that had like free pass to go see antlers just go to this website and fill out the thing and so on and so forth and so i thought well this is short notice but hey will do you want to go tomorrow and go see this del toro movie and you said yes and we said even though it was del toro yeah (laughs) sure why not because it's going to be a pass fail yeah Yeah. knowing how we feel about del toro yeah so guillermo del toro you take it away now sorry um no that's 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 pretty much the setup right there so we went 
to the movies. First time I've been out to the movies since COVID. Two years now? Yeah, I can't even remember what the last movie I watched was. Same. Um, I think it was Silence of the Lambs, 1997. (laughs) Uh, That's going to make no sense to people. (laughs) Most people don't. Makes it funnier. Yeah. I, I like Dantlers. Oh, and I was going to say, you realize your setup there, your little story, was the start of a horror movie. Absolutely. Like, she goes out of town, she leaves something. Oh, by the way. Mm. Here's a, here's something directing you to a place that you wouldn't have gone otherwise. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Then they lock the doors to the theater and that, that's... And made, made us watch Antlers. <laughs> right. So um, it had. Is that your shirt now? Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually wearing the shirt. That's funny. Um, and they didn't print it on a crappy shirt. They printed it on uh, Next Level or Canvas or one of the good brands, so it actually fits and it, it's you know nice soft fabric. The, the bookstore because it that I had formerly worked at mm-hmm. um, got a lot of promotional items like that. Oh, cool! And it was a uh, yeah, it was either tissue paper thin t-shirt or really really nice quality there was no in between there yes so one pile the thin ones became rags (laughs) and the others went home with somebody (laughs) yeah it's weird like i I print a lot of t-shirts so i can say that uh the weight of the t-shirt sometimes um well the lighter weight ones sometimes are better shirts but you don't want them to get that light. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we saw this. It had Jesse Plemons. It had uh, Felicity in it. Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. <laughs> Graham Greene. Yeah. Um, good, good cast. Good cast. Uh, it's a Wendigo movie. Oh, shit. I spoiled it. You can beat it's that out. I, I guess that from it's, the trailer. Yeah, it's yeah, so it clear, says, right? It says it. Yeah. I had told you I hadn't seen the trailer. But when the movie started, I realized I had seen the trailer. Oh, okay. Because I remembered uh, Meth Damon being in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meth Damon. <laughs> yeah, he's the derpy Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, if you'd seen Breaking Bad, it would make more sense. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Elizabeth from The Americans was on there. Yep, yep. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, I liked it. I liked certain parts about it. Uh, I liked the creature. Um, they did a good job making a um, post-industrial, depressed, northwestern town, like Pacific Northwest town, uh, look like it actually feels there. Like when you're, when you're someplace where mining is gone, logging is gone, whatever, you know, fishing industry is gone, wh- whatever it is that's left and and made the the town just sort of spiral downward financially yeah economically i should say um they made it look and feel like that yeah and uh there was a there was a legitimate jump scare in it i will give them that oh man it was good they got me good it was like someone Um, punched you in the chest yeah yeah it was a good one um mostly i think due to misdirection and timing Yes, the timing was perfect. Yeah. 
And it, uh, it got both of us. It, it got the whole theater. It did. It Everybody did. jumped I, well, on I, that bit. I expected it to get the rest of those jerks, but not us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's because we. if you watch enough horror movies, you get to the point where you know exactly when the jump scares come. Yeah. Or the fake out. Or the fake out, you know. Um, yeah, you know, oh, this is going to be a fake out. Yeah, exactly. That uh, Sinister 2. Mm-hmm. Every jump Every scare time. was just. They should have flashed it on the screen. Jump scare coming, and then a countdown. Yeah. Um, drink in one three, shot in three, three two, two one. Bagool. <laughs> Bagool. Um. Uh. I I also like that the uh, uh, the supernatural creature in this movie, the Wendigo, had uh. uh a definite weakness mm-hmm. mm. um, that somebody knew and could state. And uh, I felt that maybe it was a little physical in the end. Uh, could have been a little more, you know, defeating it with magic or something. Yeah. Along those lines. Um, uh, that said, I found that the characters were really, really sketchy and flat. Like, you knew bad things happened to uh, Carrie Russell and, and her brother, Matt Damon, mm-hmm. the city sheriff, uh, or county sheriff, I suppose he'd be. Um, but I didn't really get a feeling of what they, who they were outside of that. Yeah. Um, I want to know them as a person a little more. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Um Sometimes that doesn't matter in a horror movie, but they they seem to focus on that without giving you anything. Mm-hmm. So you were left feeling like, well, they spent the whole movie with Carrie Russell, but I don't really know who she is outside of she. her dad was a jerk to her when she was a kid and abused her and her brother. Yeah. And that's why she feels an affinity to this student in her class. Yeah, the kid seems to be going through what they went through. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to have a strong uh, characters in a Wendigo movie because the the lore of the creature is strength of character. True, true. Yes, and I don't think she proved that, bringing right. that up. I also thought that... It was... I'm spoiling this movie, by the way. <laughs> Fuck skip, it. It's not that important. Skip forward. <laughs> you could pretty much predict where the movie was going while you watched it. Doesn't mean I didn't like it. Right. I enjoyed it. I felt the characters were a little weak. Um, I also felt that the, uh, the the little boy should have defeated the Wendigo at the end, not Carrie Russell. Yeah, that, that would have been the real poetry because she's already been processing... All, all of her childhood trauma and has come to terms with it or at least kept it in check. This kid's in it. Yeah. He should have... Yeah, you're right. Um, I thought the movie was also fairly bleak. <laughs> it's pretty bleak. It could have used just a tad bit of... Maybe not out-and-out comedy, but a bit of levity, a bit of lightness here and there. Just something. Yeah. 
Um, does, does anyone ever smile or tell a joke? No. Nope. Yeah, I mean, nope. I, what are you fighting the Wendigo for? <laughs> Seems like so you can go shit's back to pretty your... bad already. <laughs> so you can go back to your depressed, shitty life. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, at least the Wendigo's exciting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> watch the ritual. Who's going to get eaten next? <laughs> right. Watch the ritual before you watch this. Yes. Um, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying. No, it's... no, no. Um, the creature, I know what you're going getting at there. The creature design, the, uh, you mentioned it, and I think this worked uh, after we watched Antlers. You said it was very hulking. Yeah, it was a hulking, sinewy character. Yeah, I think, be- I think because of that, it felt very physical, whereas the thing in the ritual doesn't quite move like a real thing or it's a little more ethereal yeah and that made it creepier yeah the, the wendigo in the movie wendigo is like very vague just glimpses of antlers and hmm on that that was really low budget yeah um i was worried at first that they were going to show the monster too much in this yeah um but then they they had the man transform into the final form and they didn't show it a whole lot till the very end and it was a physical prop so that okay. was nice good. yeah they, they credited a lot of puppeteers and a lot of puppeteers credit. and it looked good it yeah. moved it did have you know googly eyes it did have googly eyes <laughs> and it had sticks to each wrist to move the hands <laughs> A lot of pipe cleaners. Uh huh. They call them chenille stems now, but hey, let's let's be old school and call them pipe cleaners. <laughs> um. So antlers. Um. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Can we can we put that on our show that this is this is about antlers slash Halloween three? <laughs> okay. You have to give a spoiler warning. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably should do that. Um. Just just. Just uh, skip forward till you, you till you hear Will stop talking. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just gonna shout it out at random times. I'm gonna spoil movies, <laughs> right? Anything else you watched? Um, Did you do anything to get kind of in the Halloween spirit? I watched uh, a couple videos on. Um, Various horror movies just on YouTube. You know, people's takes on Halloween 3 or... Oh, nice. Uh, you know, 27 stupid things you didn't know about <laughs> Halloween or some jerk's ideas about The Shining and, uh, you know, things like that. But I didn't watch very... I didn't watch any horror movies because I just can't settle on anything. It's, I scroll and I scroll and it's just like these all sound exactly the same and none of them sound good. It's not getting easier. No. No, that's the thing. Like I've got my <clears throat> or or I land on something I don't remember I'd watched. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I've got twenty-seven days of Halloween on here. Not saying I can't finish off thirty-one tonight because I, I could watch three movies tonight. Well, you know, and trick-or-treaters, we're going to get maybe three to five door knocks if things go the way they go. So, <clears throat> and listeners should expect candy wrappers while we're doing this. So don't don't freak out. It's not, there's nothing wrong with uh, your your AirPods or whatever you're listening on. It's, uh, 
It's just uh, miniatures. We're eating mm. them. So, uh, Jolyon, you want to go next? Uh, yeah, on, <coughs> on Facebook, I've been doing a, a mummy-thon. Oh, yeah. So uh, I tried to watch every mummy movie from 1932 onwards, mm-hmm. excepting shorts, animation, and porno. Okay. Um, Unless it was a short animated porno. <laughs> exactly. And then we had to watch it. Yeah, I, I keep those secret. <laughs> right. Um but uh yeah i got up to 63 i think wow with your favorite one 2017 oh fuck mummy 2017 wow. 63 movies wow um and the these so a bunch of them ones have i've seen before and i just kept notes on them. oh okay. so i did i haven't watched 63 movies this month okay that'd be insane say, it would be so the first hammer i want to ask you this the first hammer um, mummy movie was yeah, um, yeah Christopher Lee mm-hmm. who's about the size and the build of your average Egyptian right <laughs> yes and he's also two dimensional and only walks sideways <laughs> yeah that's, that's one of the best ones yeah it really is it's um, just stunning yeah I watched see, it again I thought oh yeah this is really good when he smashes through a window and it's like that dude is like what is he six seven or some crazy thing like that was six four how, yeah. how tall was nine, he nine three I believe <laughs> he was nine foot three <laughs> Then, yeah, that that uh, and and uh, a lot of the Hammer movies were uh, anti-colonialist mm-hmm. movies. So uh, uh, this this one it works really well. You've got the, like the sympathetic Egyptian guy, and he he's not like there to he's not he's not on a uh, vendetta to kill everybody. Right. He's like he's gonna use the mummy to knock off the people who desecrated the tomb, mm-hmm. and then go back home. He's already to go back home. Oh yeah. Um, you know, when they catch up with him. He's packed his fez, he's ready to go. That's right. Um, yeah, that, that one's definitely one of the best. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Although, it, you know... Do you like the motorcycle sound effect I put in there? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. In later years, knowing that Egyptians are not that tall, it didn't matter to me, you know? <laughs> It didn't matter to me as a kid. It doesn't matter to me now that I do know. Yeah, the one in uh, Dawn of the Mummy is really tall as well. <laughs> he's he's got to be up, up there with Christopher Lee. Of course, if the mummy was five foot three, you'd be like, you know what? He's already slow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's kind of a shrimp. Yeah, that's <laughs> often the problem they have with slow-moving mummies. So sometimes, like with the, uh, the Aztec mummy, uh, wrestling women versus the Aztec mummy, he can turn into a bat. So he can just like fly and turn up where he needs oh. to kill somebody. Well, that's pretty. Wouldn't a jackal make more sense? Well, it's probably harder to get a jackal. There's uh, <laughs> that's true. There's one called uh, the Mummy and the Curse of the Weird Jackal, um, where um, he uh, he's got he, <laughs> he's this guy who happens to be an archaeologist, happens to be living in Las Vegas, and there's a plane crash, which, uh, and the plane was carrying two sarcophagi, one, and there's a mummy in each one, one's male, one's female, and he falls in love with the female one, and he's going to put them on an exhibit at the upcoming uh, International Archaeology Archaeology Convention in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Yeah, that happens. Um, but he also happens to know that if he spends a full moon night in the same room, then he will turn into a weird jackal, which he does. Mm. Um, I, I'd try it once. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. And this is uh, this is back in the day, uh, I think up to, it was really recent, 2015, I think, uh, Anubis was thought to be a jackal, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. that dog-headed god you often see. Uh, but they've they've actually done tests on remains that were in the tombs, and and it turns out that it was a an Egyptian golden wolf, mm. so it's not not a jackal. But anyway, yeah, that one's one of the cheapest, weirdest, <laughs> worst ones, <laughs> uh, the weird jackal one. Um, if you had to divide all the mummy movies, uh, what did you say, sixty three of them, sixty two of them? I watched 63 of them. Six, if you had to divide them into two piles, like a pass-fail situation. I'd say that there's ones that are really dreadful. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of them that are enjoyable, and there's maybe a couple that are really good. Mm, okay. So the, the 32 one and the hammer one, I'd say really good. Yeah. And the 2017 one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Tom Cruise just really makes a, um, a mummy movie better. I mean, when you get to the seventies, almost all of them are Mexican. Yeah. Uh, so no one else was making mummy movies for a while. Yeah, luchadors versus uh, variations on you know there's Aztec mummies and Mayan mummies and uh, Guadalajara mummies and yeah, um, yeah, uh, they're fun. I enjoyed those. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, it ends kind of poorly because like the last one was the 2017 one, and then before that was this kind of sci-fi channel level one. Um, what was that called? Uh, Prisoners of the Sun, right? Um, where they had uh, several people who were involved in the Hellraiser series, and the director of Battlefield Earth, and Uwe Boll got mm-hmm. together and they Ooh. made a mummy movie. Interesting. <laughs> And John Reese Davis is in it, um, and they they finally go into a pyramid. and There's all these traps and stuff, and uh, fi- and they uh, they believe that in the center of the pyramid is this um, uh, evidence that aliens built the pyramids, mm. and the aliens were called Osiris. Mm. And uh, yeah, you never see them. There's some good mummies in it. Um, and eventually the pyramid turns into the lament configuration. It just like, this is really bad. Like the CG pyramid opens up and spins around and always. Oh, um, this sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. So where does uh, Bubba Hotep fall in? That uh, was really good. Did you enjoy that one? Yeah, yeah. Good, I like good. that one a lot. Um, yeah, I've seen that one before. How about the Brendan Fraser? Uh, the first one is really fun. It's got that I kind enjoyed of, the first one. Yeah, Indiana Jones nonsense thing going on, and then they really go downhill. Yeah. And the third one, you've got how you put Michelle Yeoh and Jet Li into the into a movie and make it boring. I don't know, but they mm. they pulled it off. Yeah. It's it's really weird that you can that that you can take subject matter like that and make it dull or annoying mm-hmm. when the first movie was just pure fun. Yeah. Were there even any mummies in the 2017 mummy? Yeah, she's a mummy, technically. It's like a Blood from the Mummy's Tomb. She's she's a mummy. Yeah. Who gets brought back to life, but she doesn't look like a mummy at any point. No. In the 2017 one, at least, she's in, swaddled in bandages for a lot of it. <sighs> what a terrible, terrible <laughs> movie. Um, but th- th- and there's some oddities as well. Like there's this Brazilian one... Um, 
like uh, one of the uh, people who, who worked with uh, Jose Mojica Marin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he made a mummy movie. Coffin Joe. Yeah, yeah. Did oh. you know they're rebooting Coffin Joe? Oh. With Elijah Wood. <laughs> it's Coffin Joe. Well, Are you serious? He's, I am totally serious. He's so into horror movies. Maybe. I'll yeah, I was give like, a chance. Maybe. I mean, I like Coffin Joe, but. Yeah, I liked his take on Maniac. Yeah. <clears throat> how, how terrible can he do? Let's find out. Yes. Let's find out. We'll see. Yeah, um, uh, he, he's in it. That like they, um, what happened was they they shot this movie on I think it was sixteen millimeters back in seventy eight, and then it was like unfinished for a while. And then uh, Marines came in and they, he like uh, added some bits, or he, he appears in this pre credit bit, and they like filled it out, blew it up to thirty five millimeter, and eventually got released in eighty two. Hmm. But that, that's, a, that's a fun little oddity. Um, or Segredo. Demo Mia, I think. But anyway, they're all, on, they're all on Facebook. Did you call this marathon mummy issues? It's <laughs> a good one. That would make you think of Norman Perkins or... <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do next year. But anyway, uh, the... Mummy uh, Mia? <laughs> The uh, Yokai collection I did the artwork for came out. Um, none of the contributors have got a copy because the uh, the US distributors like sold off all the they sold out of all the uh, limited edition before they got around to the comp copies. No kidding. So everyone who contributed to it has not got a set. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh. uh, I think what they're going to do is send us the UK uh, region free. Edition. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, I've got a bunch of shows coming up at the Denver Art Museum, workshops and uh, comics classes and things like that. And uh, so I redid my uh, business card. You can oh, thank you. One of them. Yeah. And, awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, that's and cool. So I've been getting prints and things ready for those. This is cool. You got. Uh, Got a collage of all your creatures. And yeah, characters. this is the uh, artwork for the um, Great Yokai War. That's great. Um, and I watched uh, Shudders started a series called Behind the Monsters, and the uh, so they're bringing out one every day or week, week or month. Yeah, so far the only one that I saw, and it's the one you watched, was Michael Myers. Yeah. Well, Halloween, whatever, Michael Myers. It's called Behind the Monsters. And it and the blurb is uh, this is about the creation process, but it's not. It's just running through a bunch of talking heads talking about the what you know already. Just running through the franchise. It's DVD extras, really. Yeah, you know, it, it's not, but it is. It's but the same stuff as. Yeah, the only thing I learned was um, what the brand of spray paint they used for the mask. Yeah, yeah, for for the Michael Myers mask, uh, <clears throat> Krylon appliance white. Yes. And, and it never properly dried on the rubber because they used the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. And that's why it gathered dirt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a spoiler for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we learned. Yeah. Um, I also watched uh, uh, Tenet. Oh, the... Uh, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Film. Yeah. Yeah. Have right. you seen that one? No. Mm -mm. Another one of his mind benders. 
Mm. Uh, another one of those movies where you read all these critics saying uh, well, it's impossible to understand. It's not. They spell it out. No, I heard that people were complaining not that it was the plot was impossible, that it was impossible to hear the dialogue. <laughs> I think they fixed the mix for uh, oh, like okay. the you know DVD and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, when it came out, because it was going to be the big movie that you know broke the COVID court quarantine. Mm-hmm. And, and make a fortune. Yeah, that was the complaint I read. Was people okay. like, "You cannot understand the dialogue." My coworker at the museum was like, "Yeah, it is just mumblecore the whole way. <laughs> so you you can follow it, but it's just like, what did he say?" Okay. <laughs> yeah. All the reviews I I read was like people not understanding it. Mm, okay. But yeah, yeah, you you do have characters that are really soft spoken all the way through it and 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 then and that's interspersed with really loud music and mm. sound effects yeah that's the problem that's what you want but uh yeah i enjoyed it isn't it you know, his movies were always great looking i um, find his movies really cold yeah it's like um it was all about the big concepts um but um yeah but then, then the science is I, I don't didn't get the. Uh, I didn't buy any of the scientific concepts. It was all seemed fantastical to me. Um, so that kind of, you know, how how is this a big concept when it's nonsense? Yeah. Um, but the, it was it was like a, some philosophical content to it about uh, you know being able to, uh, you know, you know, uh, decide your own destiny and so on. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's, there's always in, interesting uh, um, information that gets passed along in it. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks looks great, as I say. There's like um, in in one of the early exposition dumps in the movie, this woman says because uh, uh, it, it's all about um, inverted weaponry. Okay. And I won't say any more, but. Um, she says, imagine a nuclear bomb inverted. It would be so much more destructive. But why? That's not, that's not explained. Yeah. Um, you, you just... And it's, it's more dangerous because you get the result and then you get the build-up to it, like planting the bomb, etc. So you wouldn't be able to stop it Yeah. if you were going forward in time. But it's just equally as destructive. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Wouldn't that be fission? Yeah, rather than fusion. <laughs> or it would be fusion instead of fission, I mean. Yeah. Nuclear induction. Well, there's, there's, there's always freaky visuals because you have uh, some people and some parts of the environment are moving one direction in time and other people and parts of the environment are moving the other direction in time in the same shot. Oh. And, and then even you know when they're doing close combat. So it looks really freaky. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Nice. That sounds like that's worth the price of admission right Oh, yeah, there. definitely. That's cool. Was that, was that it on your list? Uh, yep. Cool. Well, since uh, we did this last, I don't know I don't know where the line was on uh, my attempt at 31 Days, which I'm only three movies short, which I can watch three movies tonight while waiting for trick-or-treaters. 
I think I left off at Curse of the Undead or Creature from Big Muddy, mm-hmm. which uh, the full title is Creature from Big Muddy, an Illinois Bigfoot legend. That's from this year. Um, I don't really need to go into that one. Um, it was just what you would expect from another you know, Bigfoot documentary. I'm not saying it was bad. It's just, you know, nothing... Nothing new. Nothing new. Um, the Trip, which is a Norwegian um, kind of crime slash horror comedy. Um, it's it's about uh, a couple that they go to stay up at this lake cabin that uh, the retired dad, who's in a nursing home sort of situation, assisted living situation, uh, he you know built the place and still owns it, but... The son, who's a uh, TV director, he's going to take his wife, who they have a strained relationship up there, and he's setting the groundwork. It's pretty clear. He's setting the groundwork that he's going to kill her. He's making sure he's like, oh, she's talking about going off on a hike by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, he keeps saying this to everyone who knows her or knows them. And then uh, they head up there and hilarity ensues. Uh, it just keeps unfolding more and more crazy stuff happening as the movie goes along. And uh, you can watch it either with, uh, well, if you speak the language, you could just watch it in Norwegian, but um, you can watch it with subtitles or overdubbed. So I made my choice um, a third of the way through, I think, to give the overdub a shot, and it was okay, but then I switched back. I'd rather read the movie. I never go with an overdub. So that was the trip. Um, There's an anthology movie called 1031, but for some reason... Mm. um, that's behind a paywall, but 1031.2 is <laughs> available to watch. So I watched that. Um, I wish I could tell you I remember anything about it. I don't. I, I started watching 1031. <laughs> yeah. Is it worth it? No. Well, okay. I started watching it. Oh, you started, started watching it. Yeah. You didn't pause it because you fell asleep or ran no, out of time. It's okay. like life's too short. Okay. Um, Halloween 2 and Halloween and The Endless now, here's one I had not seen since I was probably a kid. The little girl who lives down the lane mm. oh, with Jodie Foster, and she's like oh, yeah. 13, and a young Martin Sheen being a real <laughs> creepazoid. Um, then uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. But they also meet the Wolfman and Dracula, and then, uh, spoilers for the end of it, the Invisible <laughs> Man. Voiced by Vincent Price. Yes. Um, the Doll. Oh boy, this one. This is from 2017. It's got that um, uh, Ukrainian woman who has gone through lots of uh, surgeries and whatnot and a lot of makeup to make herself look like a Barbie doll. This is what she does in her life uh, as, I don't know, Instagram influence or whatever it is she's trying to do with this look. But uh, it's a terrible movie. If you want to watch something to torture yourself... Um, the doll from 2017. Worst thing you've seen this, this 31. Um, yes, uh, it it was really bad. So yeah, that that has got to be the worst one. Um, I also watched one that was it was a very independent film. You put all your friends in it, kind of thing. It was called I Had a Bloody Good Time at the Harker House. Uh, this is from a few years ago. It's pretty clearly. It 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 winks at you too much, and it's it's too too much inept filmmaking, and f- you know your friends are in it, that kind of thing. Uh, the Collector, which I wasn't sure I had watched or not, but I watched The Collector. This is the one where the guy has a collects night. people. Yeah, he collects people. Yeah, 
Oh, fuck. Did I spoil it? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure... Uh, well, he at least kills entire discos full of people, so I guess he could... Do they still say disco? Sure. Why not, right? Um, Panic at the disco. Yeah. They don't say panic at the nightclub uh the invisible man the one with uh, elizabeth moss is that her name yes mm. yeah uh i watched that one that's from, from 2020 it yeah i think they did release it last year um babysitter must die i watched that one. Ooh, how was that uh better <laughs> than i expected it to really because it, it looked bad yeah in it fact, looked real bad like i couldn't i couldn't make myself it was play. It wasn't good, but it was better than how bad I was expecting it to be. It was watchable enough to where you weren't like, "All right, when am I going to shut it off? When am I going to shut it off?" Because she looked like she was about thirty, but was supposed to play sixteen. Yeah, and she's supposed to be maybe eighteen because maybe their friends are all seniors or just graduated. Okay. Yeah, because they're doing their last Christmas thing for school, so she's seventeen or eighteen depending on when your birthday is. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it could be a lot worse than it was. And I did watch, um, and I don't think I wrote it on here, so maybe I'm more at 28 or 29 movies, but uh, I did watch um, Babysitter 2, um, Killer Queen. Uh, this is a sequel to the Babysitter movie where the kid is like, what's going on? My babysitter is the leader of a cult? And, you know, he... He, yeah. en- he ends up surviving it. Well, they bring that kid back. And I won't tell you anything about it, except uh, it's it's very entertaining. And uh, it's it's not a masterpiece of horror, but it's, it's entertaining and you might enjoy it. Um, I watched Birth of the Living Dead, which I have seen before. It's a documentary about the making of Night of the Living Dead. Um, and it's a lot of the information is from... Uh, George Romero. I so hoped it was a zombie baby movie. <laughs> it should have been a zombie baby. Uh, last night I watched uh, the rest of something I had started that I forgot I started called Body at Brighton Rock. It's about a um, uh, national park employee who ends up in a really dumb situation. Some of it's she was sent out on some duties that she. Uh, I think they switched it on her partway and said, oh, we need you to now go do this or something. And she was putting up flyers or something. Uh, And then she ends up in a part of the park she's not familiar with and finds a body Mm. and calls it in. And in the meantime, her cell phone's gone dead because she was being vapid and posting too much stuff, too many selfies. And then battery got really low. And now all she has is her her, uh, radio and... They're basically telling her, no, you got to spend the night. And then she uh, is dealing with all the hilarity that goes with being in a park that has bears in it and maybe a killer, because it's not clear that this person died by accident or maybe was murdered. Could be a crime scene, could be the scene of an accident. So uh, it's kind of a little comedic at first, and then it gets a little more dark as it goes. And, of course, you and I saw Antlers, and for this tonight, I watched Halloween 3. And that's kind of, that rounds out, I think I'm at 28 or 29 movies after the ones I mentioned last time. Uh, Uh, I forgot a couple. Uh, You mentioned uh, the Behind the Monster or something. I watched that... uh, Movies That Made Us? Movies That Made Us, a few of those. Did they tell you much you didn't already know? 
Um, <coughs> I learned that Peter Weller seemed kind of unhinged. <laughs> He's kind of a dick, apparently. Yeah, I had never heard that stuff about Robocop before. All I ever heard was, you know, well, he had good-looking face, and he was thin enough to fit in the costume. Yeah. Couldn't get James Woods and do some makeup to make him look more handsome? Oh, God, no. Robocop would be a horrible thing if it was James Woods. Maybe it needs to be. Ooh. We should do that for when we do our Robonica. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yes, we should. Yeah, when we celebrate Robonica this year, there's, there's, there's plenty. Uh, what else? Um... You mentioned uh, whatever the babysitter must die. Yeah. And I made reference to the 30 Old Teenager. I saw the original 30 Old Teenager movie called. The Blob? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, well, oh God, what is it called? I can't remember the first one, but the second one was uh, High School Hero. Hmm. Uh, from 1946. Hmm. Um, one of the kids is clearly a man who's about 35 years old, but he's only about five foot two. He looks like he has to shave between every scene because he has <laughs> a five o'clock shadow that starts appearing as the as the scene goes on. Is it <laughs> as good as the Batman and Robin serial? Yeah. Oh my god, this is like a, a Archie comic book come to life. Somebody at some B movie uh, studio in the in the mid forties read some Archie comics and just stole them outright. They are the corniest thing you've ever seen. Uh, why do they why do they do it then? Why do they do it now? You gotta wonder. Cha-ching, money? Yeah. When, well, those Andy Hardy movies, they were basically yeah. Archie, weren't they? With... Yeah. Well, that's what Archie was, I think, was just a rip-off of Andy Hardy. Yeah. But these are like a rip-off of Archie, so it's a rip-off of a rip-off. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, real corny. Real corny. Like, so corny you would think in the 40s kids would think it was corny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Kids weren't always naive, but hmm, some uh, enough of them were, I guess, that they were able to sell some of that crap. I suppose. So our movie pick was, um, Halloween I guess, I guess my pick. I think I threw that out there. Mm -hmm. I was like, I got this this Blu-ray burning a hole in my pocket. I got to watch this thing for the show. But we're recording it on Halloween, and it was Halloween three season of the Weatch. This is from 1982. Um, now, this one is um, the first film to be written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. And uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are credited on this one as, like, producers or something. But I think they kept their involvement very much at an arm's length, it seemed. Well, she uh, picked a lot of the performers. Oh, okay. And, and basically she's reassembling the team that did Halloween 2. Yeah, you have Dean Cundey doing the um, cinematography on this one. Mm -hmm. and. That makes all the difference yep. in how good a movie is going to look. Yep. You know, and, and there's there's nothing about this that looks bad. Uh, and, of course, Carpenter did the music. Yeah, yeah. So you got all that synth core going on. And he yeah. did a pass on the script, but it didn't sound like they were very yeah, They had happy ne with Nigel Neal write it, and then John yeah. Carpenter wrote it, and then Tommy Lee Wallace wrote it. Yeah. <clears throat> but they... Um, 
they had a budget on this thing that was probably fairly decent at the time. I think a lot of your movies were somewhere between two and three million for a budget, and this was two point five, and it uh, grossed fourteen and a half million at the box office. So that's something. Uh, of course, was that the first weekend? Probably, this is probably all made in the first weekend before the what birth. was the drop off on this film i oh, bet it God. dropped off suddenly because mm-hmm. people were like um guess what michael myers isn't in it yeah wrong michael myers is in it he's yeah, on the tv on does the that TV. really count well nick castle was in it oh what is he he's the blonde uh, one of the assassins okay yeah. okay I should have known that and watched for it, and I didn't. So uh, how disappointed were you when you first saw this? Oh, man. How old would I have been at this time? I would have been in my teens and all about, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween, you name it. I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm ready. And, and uh, Freddy Krueger hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. And uh, I think that was 84, right? So 82, it's like, yeah. Halloween 2 picked up where Halloween left off, and it was so crazy, and and did they finish him off? Well, we're going to find out. Well, apparently they did finish him off, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm watching this, and I'm like, okay, okay, what's going on here? Can we get, oh, we're in a hospital. Ooh, maybe Michael Myers. No? Is he in the hospital, too? <laughs> right? Uh, they do a lot of little um, jump scares where there's like a person's shoulder there, and it's like, oh, that's a... No, no it's not Michael mm-hmm. Myers. It's a guy in a business suit. What's going on here? Um, I don't know how far into the movie we were before I realized this is some bullshit right here. There's no <laughs> Michael Myers in this movie except, well, on the TV in the background. Which is weird, right? Because that means that Michael Myers only exists as a fictional character in this world? Yes. Yes. Okay. Not cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're saying the real world is this now. And we've got... Uh, uh, but in Scream, they watch Halloween, don't they? And then in, yeah. in one of the later Halloweens, they watch Scream. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And what's cool about this, though, is that uh, it, it's, one of the, it's one of the movies that, that uh, knowingly, maybe not knowingly, breaks that rule of don't put a better movie in your movie. <laughs> and <clears throat> maybe because I I'll, think it works because it's just an advertisement. Yeah. I think the rule has to be you show, even if it's not the full scene, any scene from another movie that's better than your movie in your movie. Well, they do later. They do show a little bit of it on yeah, TV. It's mostly Jamie Lee Curtis walking you know, around. Yeah, doing doing the, her scenes. But um, I don't know. The disappointment was... A real gut punch for me at however old I would have been, 16 or whatever. Maybe because I was a fango kid. I, I knew going in. Hmm. And yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I remember the, um, there was some muttering in the audience, but it wasn't like anger like uh, some movies I've been to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just rolled with it. So, Will, did you see it? Um, I was on, already on I already VHS. knew yeah on VHS and I don't know that I ever saw Halloween 2 until later okay um, so yeah we all knew So and we didn't really care at mm. the time yeah it's just one more horror movie to plug in pretty much yeah well, it's so. like uh, I really love uh, Halloween and, and then Halloween 2 really enjoyed that one but you know that's good enough 
I don't want to see Michael Myers again. And that's exactly and, my thought. And I'd, I'd argue that uh, I, I'm right. It's, it's, it's like every Michael Myers since then has just been cosplay Michael Myers. It's not It's not the same. Yeah. It's just uh, rehashing and, uh, yeah, it's just a cosplay version of the first one over and over. He's only scary at first because you don't know anything about him. Yeah. But you can't keep doing that. No. You have to give something about him, and whatever is about him mm-hmm. will always be lesser than you imagined. Right, and he's always going to be using a, a knife. Yeah, there's only so much you can do, I, and it, they did it brilliantly. Uh, I'm, I'm done with it. Move well, on. More, exactly. Yeah, I won't watch Halloween Kills. Just, I've heard terrible reviews. What, what I like about the the new trilogy is looking forward to when Gaylords of Darkness review it. Because that's hysterical. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they re- they reviewed Halloween Kills five minutes after finishing watching it. Oh, no. They were so angry. Oh, wow. <laughs> really funny. Is yeah. it, maybe it's not enough to just love the source material to make you qualified to make a movie based on the source material. Maybe. But, yeah, but... I don't think anybody could make an interesting Michael Myers Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. He is too thin. Mm. Yes. There's nothing there. I think if they hadn't... Steer- if, if, unless you go like f- Friday the 13th and go pure schlock. Yeah. That's- because Jason is basically the same as Michael Myers. But they... Those movies are at least kind of fun because they're so terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. those they're kind of uh, there's less of a var- variation in quality with them because they were never great. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, they got laughably bad, but it wasn't. It didn't like make you angry bad. Yeah, Halloween started off really great, then it hit such a bottom. Yeah, that they've rebooted it how many times now? Yeah. And uh, there's so many, like someone, someone said, uh, this is your own, this is the first franchise, which is a choose your own adventure <laughs> franchise, because you can go one, you can go one and two, you can go one, two, three, you can go one and then the new trilogy, you can go you one, then H2O. You could go one to Rob Zombie's two yeah. and be confused <laughs> yeah. and then jump in back into Season of the Witch. Yeah, but with, with the Ace Choke is like having set up that Laurie is his his chosen nemesis, or, um, yeah, or the, the one he's obsessed with. Then Ace Two O, she comes, she you knows she gets it together and kills him, and so that 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 plot thread is done. Yeah. So um, yeah. So the the thing about this movie is that it's mixing. A type of witchcraft with sci-fi, sort of. You yeah. Because you've uh, you've got a, a main character who, and, and you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know that what what's happening in this movie is that um, this this brilliant novelty factory uh, has come up with this fantastic line of masks. There are so many. Well, how many other? Three. Three of them. Okay, three masks to There's choose. a pumpkin, a skull, and a witch. Right. Now, I, I think the pumpkin's the only one they designed for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, the other two the are The witch already, and the skull were already Don Post. Don Post masks. Yeah. 
And, and uh, my question here, first of all, is you could make it look like a lot more if it was five, six, seven masks? I don't know. The only thing they need to have in common is that they have this impossibly big badge on the back of them. Uh, that's the trademark badge, which if you were a kid, you would immediately tear that thing off because it's clunky and weird. Um, but it's got the silver shamrock brand on it. Yes. And uh, spoilers for the end of the movie, but uh, it's got a little chunk of Stonehenge in it and a microchip sort of whatever, uh, little circuit board, I should say. It's a circuit board with a chunk of uh, Stonehenge in it. It's going to activate and turn your head into a pile of snakes and bugs. So this is where one of the major plot holes comes in, right? <laughs> one of them. Yeah, the time zones? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Like, are you going to be sitting there in California and now the news is like... Uh, kids up well, and down the East Coast. Well, we didn't hear them <laughs> say that, but you have to imagine that they threw in... 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Yeah, but they, they really need to say that in the movie. Yeah, they should. They really should. Because you know what a, a bigger plot hole, though, for me is in this? Uh, Tom yeah. Atkins is a doctor. <laughs> Tom Atkins. Al alcoholic. Uh, I cannot, I cannot believe him as a doctor at all. <laughs> Why didn't they just make him some blue-collar schlub? Yeah. He could have been working at the uh, gas station that the right, right. the uh, low-budget Dick Miller runs into at the right. beginning. <laughs> um, and another thing, uh, if you have this masterminded plan that you've hatched, and it's it's going to plan, like your, your whole scheme is going to plan, uh, why are your uh, minions still mining little chips of Stonehenge and still making masks uh, <laughs> on the, the night on the night of people? Or, or even... We are way behind schedule. Right. We are going to be working all night every night. Do you think when Santa Claus takes off in his sleigh that all the elves are still like making little? Oh yeah, right to the last minute. Uh, yeah, well, like, he's, some kids are getting toys that aren't finished. <laughs> Maybe he's going to go international in the next. Yeah. 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 This perhaps. is maybe he's only that's why it's nine o'clock because he's only going to do it in California. Mm. Hey, yeah. Maybe he's going to do a Christmas and version. The yeah. next Halloween, they'll take mm. over the world. Right. Another plot hole. He uh, he pronounces Samhain properly. Yes. <laughs> Instead of the uh, Dr. Loomis, Samhain. It's the festival of Samhain. <laughs> <laughs> Sam who? Hain. It's evil. Um, evil. <laughs> it's the fruit of the devil. Uh, so we've got, uh, we've okay. Couldn't just have brainwashed minions. You have to make these uh, uh, cyborg dudes full of orange goo. Full of orange goo, like butterscotch sauce. <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. Um, the, okay, the first, the first indication we get that something's up with these guys is uh, the dude that comes running into the gas station, uh, clutching one of the masks. He's obviously escaped from, uh, you know, uh, Colonel Cochran's uh, factory, robot ranch, and uh, comes running into the gas station, clutching a mask, um, screaming and hollering. He get, he ends up in the hospital. And at some point, and this is back when you could walk into a hospital. You can't really get past the front desk anymore. Um, this guy in a suit comes in, and we get a few, it is, it isn't, Michael Myers, and then uh, kills the guy in his hospital bed. Yep. And for whatever reason, they let him keep clutching the mask. It's gnarly. 
yeah, he sticks his eyes into, or his fingers into his eyes and then breaks the bridge of his nose forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pretty gory. Yeah. And the dude dies. Yeah. So. You hope. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, that could be like some kind of crazy hitman who's super strong, but then you see the guy head out in the parking lot, douse himself with gasoline while sitting in a car and boom, goes up in flames. And it takes the whole rest of the movie before the uh, people at the lab figure out that there's no human remains. Yeah, <laughs> no she keeps saying they, they sent the wrong things. Yeah, the wrong envelopes, you know. But, uh, yeah, a, a, a car fire does not uh, reduce a human to a pile of ash. No. A lot of people on uh, Dateline or Primetime or whatever true crime thing you watch <laughs> would tell you. <laughs> When they tried to burn somebody, it didn't really work. It, it uh, you know, they burn a house down or burn a car up. It does not reduce a human to a pile of ash. No, that, no. You know, that takes a blast furnace. So after that, then we follow the doctor. The quote-unquote doctor. Uh, whose last name is Chalice. Yeah. But I choose to hear as Chavez. Chavez, because he's equally as convincing as a Hispanic man as he is a doctor. Exactly, and I had a friend uh, growing up named Daniel Chavez, so that would be Dr. Dan Chavez. Mm. Nice. <laughs> so he grabs a six-pack and runs off, leaves his family. Yeah, and he runs off with some 20-year-old. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, okay, what kind of shitty alcoholic gets a six-pack, right? He would have to have bottles of whiskey and a 12-pack. Yeah, that, I think that six-pack was probably just for the road. Yeah, oh, okay. just when he's driving to the next offy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Whenever they get gas next, he'll buy another six-pack. And they arrive at the land of Lucky Charms. Yeah. Because those accents were so convincing. <laughs> I think O'Hurlihy or whatever, is it Hurlihy or O'Hurlihy? Did he lose his O? O'Hurlihy. Yeah, um, it's O'Hurlihy. Well, the, yeah, uh, Cochran, whoever played Cochran. Yeah. Uh, um, but that was um, that was interesting um, that they did get a few people who had authentic accents or a couple people, but uh, otherwise it was like, welcome, hi, yeah, come to my gas station, get some gas. It's like, mm, really? <sighs> All right, Lucky Charms, I'll get some gas here. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he bags a six-pack and a 20-year-old and goes to the and land they... of Lucky Charms and stays at the Rose of Shannon? Rose of something, yeah. Hotel. I think it's Rose of Shannon. <clears throat> motel. Motel, it's yes. A, it's a no-tell motel. Yeah. Yeah. That... They were paying by the hour. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> there was no guest registry. <laughs> no that was a big there plot. was there were no real names in it <laughs> man john smith and his wife check in here a lot who's joe bag of donuts <laughs> so, um so we already covered the um the time zone issues um i kind of uh, buried the headline there about uh stonehenge but uh wouldn't it have been funny if it was like uh, an 18 inch tall stone head? <laughs> well, at some point, Cochran says, Oh, you won't believe how we got it over here. Yes. And I go, That's the movie I want to see. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because in earlier in the movie, there's like some some uh, brief news report. Yes. in the background of like, oh my god, it's missing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Capstone from Stonehenge just gone. Yeah. So how'd they do that? Yeah, he just glosses it. He totally. I think he goes out there in a robe and uh, says a bunch of magic words and throws his hands in the air. and so uh, like, like David Copperfield. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the stage moved very slowly. Yeah. So that when the curtain falls, it looks like it's disappeared. Yeah. I think he levitated it. And then the logistics after, say you have levitated it. Uh, d- did it magically appear in California? Or did you have to... Like, levitate it onto a flatbed truck, or it would be a lorry there, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. You'd have to put it on a boat. You couldn't yeah. put it on a plane. Right. It's too heavy. Yeah. So. Well, there is a movie where they have a bit of Stonehenge on a plane. Yes. I was trying to remember what that was. Horror at 30,000 feet? Is yes. It? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Which is really fun as well. Because I was like, what is that movie? I know I've seen that movie, but what is that? Yeah. That's one of the great TV horror movies. Yeah, um, stealing that much Stonehenge when clearly didn't. I mean, he, he could didn't need that much. Yeah, no. Okay, you go through all the trouble to levitate it onto a flatbed, take it to a boat, uh, bring it all the way around to the west coast of the U.S., and then get it inland, however far it is. Uh-huh. When you could have just like, you know, sneaked in with a jackhammer, <laughs> taken off a piece about the size of a human head, and probably had enough little chips to fill about yeah. a million masks. I'm just saying. Because like Stonehenge, you're sharing Salisbury Plain with one of the biggest army bases in the UK. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not Rendlesham, is it? <laughs> okay, just checking because there's some UFO stuff involved there. Um, so uh, he steals way more Stonehenge than he needs. Mm-hmm. Keeps working on the microchip badges even after the, it's too late to get them to anybody. And what does this afford uh, Dr. Chavez to do? Rain them down on the robot workers late in the movie. So that worked against him. If he just stopped. Maybe he's like Jeff Bezos Uh going to space. He didn't need the whole Stonehenge, but he's going to get the whole Stonehenge. (laughs) That makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it wouldn't be impressive to your buddies to show off that you'd stolen. Yeah, you got some, like, here's some chips from Stonehenge. (laughs) like... Yeah, really? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I've seen I've seen shale chips. Yeah. 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 No, really. Yeah. But no, you reveal that. You, you know that big brontosaurus at uh, Waldrug? Mm-hmm. I've got a piece of that brontosaurus. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and a piece of Crazy Horse, too. From it's the... like uh, Dana Gould at the uh, Ape City. Yeah, mm. he's got a backpack full of Ape City. <laughs> Had a backpack full of Ape City, if you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and a snoot full of gin. Um, okay, so uh, so then we are introduced to the all-American couple and their <laughs> their kid. The cup is it the Cupfers? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Buddy, Buddy, and Betty Cupfer, and and Buddy Junior. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's the number one silver shamrock mask salesperson in America. And those white shoes. Yeah. Holy crap. And they will ride up in a Winnebago. <laughs> and uh, so Dr. Chavez and his uh, thing go to uh, uh, the mask tour, the factory tour. Yeah. 
along with the uh, cup first or whatever. Yes. And uh, then what happens? You know who didn't make it? Marge Gutman. Oh, that's right. We see her get shot with a laser. It was a misfire. <laughs> she was stuck like a hairpin into the chip that fell off of the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And the and chip it, has the capability of firing a concentrated beam. Yeah. It, it just blew her lips off. Uh-huh. And then a bug crawled out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> they should have had the woman from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, the, the, the secretary. That would that would have been probably more fun. But I don't want to see her get blasted in the face. Um, now, are the cup furs basically what Europeans see all Americans being like? Jolian? They have very loud clothes, yeah. Well, I mean the personalities. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we look like over there? Yep. yep. Pretty much, I'd guess. Yeah. I've, I've uh, having worked in photo labs back in the day, I saw enough photos of uh, people's Europe, European trips that I, I could say, I don't want to be lumped in with them. I want to be a little more gracious than that. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk obnoxious tourists, you don't have to look past uh, the great British. <laughs> Going where? Going to Spain. Spain. <laughs> oh, Lord. So the, so, so the Brits can't behave in Spain? No, no, and, no, and dress terribly and everything. Yeah, how about Greece? Very red skin. I was gonna say always very sunburned. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, wherever wherever we go. But yeah, Spain's a big tourist location for Britain. It's conveniently located till now, it? <laughs> right? I think if I ever have to use a uh, a pseudonym, I'm just gonna go with Buddy Cupfer. That's a good one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or, you know, Marge Gutman. I'll just be Marge Gutman. <laughs> and so uh, the goons take, uh, what is her name? I can't even think of her name. The, the woman? Yeah. Um, Ellie. Ellie. Yeah. They take her hostage, and then they capture the doctor shortly after sneaking about the factory. Yeah. Well, like when they're sneaking, they've got like a rack of masks or whatever and they like go sneaking past in the background like scooby-doo i was just gonna say what a scooby-doo move oh, <laughs> like man. wow man they're never gonna see us look <laughs> <laughs> it's roan range you know <laughs> and then they tie up the doctor and put a mask on him <laughs> and make him watch the program even though it's like three hours from then and he's like, oh, cool, Halloween's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. He was going to watch Halloween and Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was going to... And then he was going to be disappointed yes. by his own movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> what am I doing in this? Where's Michael Myers? <laughs> now, they went through a lot of trouble to make a robot replacement of uh, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Because she looked just like her. Yeah. After the rescue, and I don't want to, you know, bury that, but uh, it takes a lot for him to rescue her, to save himself. Yeah. And then rescue her. He's a dead shot with a mask from a seated position. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He just got one hand free enough to whip the mask, and it covered the camera. Uh huh. And he finished cutting through the straps. And then he danced and went, you know, I can't believe that happened for. 
a good 15 minutes. Yeah. He should have done an end zone dance for sure after that shot. At least a fist pump. Something. Yeah. Yeah, I think think your idea of the minions being mind-controlled would have worked better because then Ellie could have just been... Brainwashed. Brainwashed. Which is a little more dangerous, probably. But Than a goo-filled robot. Yeah. Do you think um, filling a robot with moving gears and wires with goo is... Do you think that makes sense at all? Yeah, I wish they'd been more mystical in a way. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't... I've not read the Nigel Neal screenplay of this. Hmm. But... Uh, he's really good at like with um, Quatermass in the pit um, he's really good at um, reimagining old folklore mythology mm. as a science fiction concept so they turn out nice. to be yeah. ancient Martians or whatever and so I imagine that it was more cohesive in his version yeah but uh, this one it seems to be a mix of super high tech like androids with mystical stuff like turning kids heads into snakes yeah somehow uh so i wish the androids had been more in line with that yeah um now the 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 big question i have with with this end part of the movie is uh he escapes and uh and essentially doubles back to to rain the uh, microchips down on on the, the robot minions uh killing all of them and Cochrane at the same time he gets sort of glowed out by uh the activated stonehenge bit mm-hmm. and ascends or disintegrates i'm not sure which <laughs> yeah, he turns into paper or something yeah, yeah it was weird yeah his head kind of looks like a michael myers mask for a second <laughs> you know it gets totally white and glowy um now my my big question here is like, uh, can't you just stay behind and see if you could shut that stuff down? You know, mm. and I don't know that that's a plot hole. You do want to get out of there, but I guess he had the phone number of the guy who controls all TV, all television. Thought, well, that's an option. Yeah, uh, was that planted earlier in the movie? No, he just picked up a phone and calls up the, the guy station. who controls TV. Yeah, he looked it up in the yellow pages. Uh, is it under G for guy who controls TV? Is it a T for television? I don't it's know. Television, yeah. Yeah. It's President of. Yes. Of, of Lord God of all television. And starts screaming and yelling and they listen to him? How many yeah. nuts call up people? <laughs> so, wouldn't this movie have been a little bit better if it was revealed that the mask, instead of turning your head into bugs and snakes... Turned you into a killer like Michael Myers. Now that would have been. More and then we realized that's what his drive was. Yeah, because um, Connell Cochran just hates kids. Sure. He harkens back to uh, a time when uh, you could freely and openly sacrifice animals and children until the hills run red. Uh, okay, and after you do that, then what? What comes next? Oh, it's all adults now. Well, then it's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, well, actually, we skip that now, and we just go straight into uh, Christmas, but uh, maybe back then in 82 or 83, whatever it was, um, 82, maybe you uh, actually got Thanksgiving. But, uh, you know, he's 
straight off the boat from Ireland, so he doesn't really care about Thanksgiving. Maybe he's so focused on turning kids into snakes and bugs that he hasn't really thought past that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once he achieves it, he will be crushed. Yeah. Because he he will have all his you know wishes have come true, and now he won't know what to do with himself. Yeah. Well, well, then he's got to take it internationally. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Take the show on the road. Yeah. Is anyone going to fall for it after all this is reported in the news? Probably not. He'll definitely have to change the name of the brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably to Meta or something. Shamrock of Shannon. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Just call it that. Yeah, no one will notice. Um, yeah, what what is next? What happens? You've you peeked out. You 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 won. Then what? You've killed all the children. Turned there, and there was a diamondback rattlesnake in in that uh, in uh, Buddy Cupford Junior's uh, pile of snakes and bugs because it bit the dad. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was a that was a rattlesnake. Holy yeah. crap! And it looked real. Like I mean, it was real. I'm sure it was milked and defanged. Or what happened to the mom? She fainted and then probably got bit by other snakes. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't think there was any any uh, escaping the snake pile at that point. Um, oh, the curfew announcer was Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way. Yes, mm-hmm. and the uh, operator. Oh, was she the operator too? Yeah. <laughs> nice. And That's the one that I I picked up on when Tommy Lee Wallace does the commercial voices oh yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> how sick of you uh how sick of the uh theme were you by the end of it the, the, uh, the jingle you want to be sick of it put the dvd on and then walk away <laughs> oh <laughs> work in the kitchen and all it says is you know six more days till halloween 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 Ugh. yeah so you left it on the, uh, the the top menu or whatever you call it? Uh-huh. The front screen? While I went and made lunch before I watched this. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, please stop. Were you in the kitchen making a ham sandwich? Do you want any mayonnaise on it? <laughs> That's a callback to Halloween 2 for anyone who doesn't know. What was uh, great is I watched this on whatever day it starts on. Oh, the 23rd. Six, six days before. <laughs> Which was a Saturday. Oh. So wow. not only did it, you know, work that way, it was like the proper day of the week and everything. Lined up. Yeah. Huh. Nice. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, I almost wanted to stop it after the 23rd and then watch when it started on the 24th. Mm. And then it skips to like Wednesday. Yes. Now, um, this one really was not well received. It, it mostly got bad reviews, and uh, the fans, of course, were just in disbelief. Delighted. <laughs> they were delighted. Um, yeah, this uh, we you know if there's any if there's any um, prevailing theme that I'm not picking up on about you know is is this thing talking about capitalism consumerism is it talking about some some higher morals or values that we should have but don't and this this guy is you know you know railing against it uh, I don't know but it's I, a 
it's an awful anti-Irish mes- message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beware the Irish. Yes, yes. The, the Irish are villains, is, is what we get from this. And the only way they could do it is with the help of the English. So going in and taking some Stonehenge. <laughs> um, Which yeah. might have come from, I think the stones actually come from Wales, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Couldn't find any big stones closer, huh? Well, then you need that specific stone. Yeah, because of what it can do to children's heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the turn children's heads into bugs and snakes stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, any themes aside, uh, the story does move right along, and you got a lot of suspense, and you get some gore. If this thing didn't have the Halloween name attached to it, it probably would have been better received. This is what yeah. I think. Yeah. Because I don't know. I think this would have been forgotten if it didn't have Halloween 3. Hmm. If it didn't have the controversy. Of just being a Halloween movie. Yeah. Um, because it's not terribly scary. No. Um, it's kind of a neat story, but it doesn't feel like it really does much mm-hmm. um it, it threatens to do a lot it threatens to but it just kind of and maybe does and maybe doesn't by the way the movie ends yeah maybe maybe it does in that way but it uh, just doesn't feel like it's a whole lot hmm. for a movie oh in escaping uh in the car um I, I was uh, I, I wrote a, a, a little quiz question here. Um, question: And when you want to stop the car, hit the blank. The gas, right? Uh, Julian, just a, just a, just a. Are we talking real life versus what happens in well, the movie? In, in, yeah, in real life, uh, when you want to stop the car, hit the brakes. Okay, uh, or tree. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That's. It's like at any point, could uh, Dr. Chavez have hit the brakes? <laughs> he chose tree. He chose tree, yes. And then he found out uh, that you know, uh, Ellie really was... Uh, a robot. Yeah. Yeah. A very convincing, accurate, and I'm surprised he didn't try to find out how accurate, judging by his character so far in this movie. Uh, he was a... Uh, well, what would you call him? He's, is he a sex, so, a sex pest? Did they replace Allie or Ellie, or was she always a robot? Mm-hmm. Ooh, good question. Maybe she was sent there to, to you know, find out if anybody was poking around. Yeah, she could have been a plant. He had sex with her twice. You'd think that they. He's pretty drunk. You got him, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's having sex with a mannequin. He doesn't, doesn't notice. Care. Doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> I, I think um, uh, because it's got so much the team from the previous movies involved in it, and there aren't that many m- movies that are Halloween this Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a regular thing that would turn up on TV every year. Maybe, yeah, because it is a Halloweeny, yeah, sort of thing, and there's not a lot that are for as spooky as Halloween yeah. is. 
and maybe just because Dean Candy's still doing the photography, it's I still think it uh, looks uh, great. It's part of that golden age of John Carpenter when when that team was together. Yeah, you've got the synth music, you've got the Dean Candy work. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot to like about it as far as appreciating it for for itself rather than saying idiots they could have made a michael myers movie but you know getting past the just being mad about that and and uh, being a disappointed teenager uh, or like a a grown adult who acts like a teenager uh, you know there's plenty to like about this movie um and plenty to criticize and say they could have done this differently or they should have done that differently but um that that kind of brings me to that question. Do you guys recommend this? Do you do you like it enough to recommend it? Um, I will if they remake it next year or next, you know, Halloween movie. Rob Zombie's Halloween Three. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch that than the monsters. <laughs> Fuck the monsters. Who wants to see that? <laughs> Unless Sid Haig was still alive and could play Grandpa Monster. That would be perfect. And, it, and he would have 100% been cast as Grandpa Monster. You know, but he cast his wife as Lily. It's, or, uh, as, yeah, is Lily, that Lily? Lily yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's terrible. Yeah. Did anyone not see that coming? Now there's a lot, a lot of people creating little memes of uh, like Rob Zombie's jaws, and it shows instead of the shark swimming up, it's his wife. <laughs> it's just her head, and uh, Rob Zombie's the Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's Jack Skellington dancing on top of that curly thing with. And and how did he get a movie after um, Three from Hell? <laughs> you really much? think they would have run him out of town on a rail? Get the fuck out of Hollywood, Rob Zombie. No. Take Danzig with you. Ball through band. He exists to make Halloween 3 look like Citizen Kane. (laughs) Oh, man. I can't wait to hear his heavy metal cover of the Silver Shamrock tune. Right. With this stoppy, starty, staticky video camera you know, technique. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, so, so uh, th- did you recommend this or not? I can't remember. I don't did remember. Did we get to that point? Maybe. Maybe. Sure, why not? <laughs> what else are you going to watch? What else are you watching? Yeah. Uh, Jolian, what about you? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I like the feel of it. I like the look of it. Uh, um, it's stupid. Doesn't make much sense. But it's uh, fun. That doesn't put me off a movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Plot holes galore. Yeah, and it's a perfect ironing movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can get up an iron and not miss anything. Yeah. You hear any music stings, uh, uh, you can turn uh, around and look. At any given point, it makes as much sense as it did 10 minutes ago. Yeah. True. Which is very little, so, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you've got the Kupfers and the Gutmans yeah. only for a short amount of the movie. You don't have to live with Marge Gutman for, like... Oh, they come to such a good end. Oh, they oh, do. Yeah, they and they, do. And, they, and you, you meet them, and they come to an end within 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. You know, it's not long. So there is that. Um, I kind of uh, I kind of hated this movie for years. I was so put off by the unpleasant surprise while sitting in the, in the theater seat. And... Uh, just the astonishment of what were you thinking? Why did you do this instead of, 
you know, taking another look at what Michael Myers is up to. It took me a lot of years to come around to give it another look. And when I did, I, I was able to say, all right, here it is in and of itself. If you look at it in and of itself, it's a perfectly fine 1982 horror movie with all of the stuff you would want. But instead of being a bunch of no names, you've, you've got the people who were involved with the first two Halloween movies uh, helping this one along. So it helps it look and sound good. And, um, and some fun acting. <laughs> some, some stuff that's not necessarily believable as it is fun. So I say I recommend this, especially around this time of year. And, uh, oh boy, if you ever got one of those original masks, they're worth a lot of money now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they evidently sold those. They did, and, every, and all those scenes where they're actually pouring the latex and, and airbrushing them, that's, that's uh, factory uh, employees doing it. Mm -hmm. they, they just got the cameras in and got some of the closer shots, but then... All of the racks of masks and, you know, everything were just masks that were going to get boxed up and shipped off. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, so Dean Cundy is going to um, visit us next episode, too, isn't he? Yes. Because we're going to be talking about Christine. Yes. Will's pick for the next movie. Yes, I thought. I haven't seen Christine in a while. Yeah. Um... um. I don't know if Ziggy, who's not here today, has seen Christine, but... She has not, and hasn't read the book either. Oh, that was going to be my, my next question, if she had been here. I would like to know if she'd read the book, because she's read quite a bit of Stephen King, it seems. Yeah. And uh, usually can compare the two. I read Christine so long ago, I don't remember anything about it. The movie has taken over all, you know, memories yeah. about it, so... And I'm not going to sit down and read Stephen King anytime soon. Oh, that's a great book. I love it. it is a good I love book, it. but I'll just watch the movie, yeah, which yeah. I'm sure he hated. But <laughs> I, He never was vocal about that one that I remember. Uh, he, he had a lot more to say about The Shining. but I, became, I was very tempted to try to find a copy of his Shining to watch it. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be interesting. Have you seen that? The TV one? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, with Brian from Wings. Yeah. No, I, I've Steven, seen some Steven scenes Weber. from it, and it looks horrible. Um, I'm going to say I'm not a fan, but I did appreciate that it that it did a better, more accurate job of following the book. But uh, so I don't what? think that matters. <laughs> so what? <laughs> a book and a movie are very different. Yes. <clears throat> I think you have to adapt a movie the only one that worked was probably rosemary's baby when polanski just sat down and copied the book right into a script because he didn't really know that you weren't supposed to try to adapt it you know <laughs> literally right um or at least that's what i've heard um yeah so i don't care if the movie doesn't match up with the book i almost rather it not match up with book right mm -hmm. yeah get some different stuff yeah you've you know they are two very different media it's an interpretation of the book yeah well anything else before we get out of here go uh, feed some candy to some trick-or-treaters if we get any at all yeah all right well listeners thank you for listening and happy Stop. halloween no more days till halloween halloween <laughs> halloween <laughs> 
Silver Shamrock. Almost time. Happy, happy Halloween.